push it in fat finger. Now recording. Hello, everybody. This is the, uh, for the lack of a better word, campaign wrap-up chit-chat talk thing. Uh, we briefly asked for a bunch of questions from people, and they've gotten a couple, and are going to uh, kind of go through them with everybody now. And just get some answers, get some thoughts on the campaign, get some, uh, I guess, just dialogue going to talk about it. Because clearly there were some things that happened towards the end that uh, we just want to clear the air. Sounds like it was negative, but it wasn't negative. It was just a thing that happened. So say hi, everybody. What's up? Hi, everybody. (laughs) What's up? Um... As you probably could not hear in that mess, Boz is sadly not here due to having a life stuff having to do. So, sadly, we won't be hearing from them. Uh, I guess before we get into the questions, I'll just like, so, how you guys feeling after, you know, a couple of weeks since we wrapped up two years of playing? Which is, I know for me, the longest I've ever had a consistent group go. Sad? Not gonna know what to do with my Wednesday nights now. Um, play Call of Cthulhu <laughs> with me. Great. <laughs> if you're gonna make that a yearly thing, by all means, I will <laughs> be here. I have no problem. We'll see how long Cthulhu takes us. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like doing a chill out session, trying you know plan my next move, see what's up next. Make your tours around the uh, the trivia circuits. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. We we have one three weeks in a row, so, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal. He's going for the crown. So you're saying I should choose you on my fantasy trivia draft team? No, I'm saying you should choose my friends for a fantasy trivia draft team. I have the power of the Rolodex. I, I'm like Batman in the Justice League without all the abilities or skills. Or money. I, just, I just know a lot of really good people at trivia. I see. And I married Wonder Woman, so... Oh. <laughs> uh, what about the rest of you, Chuck? Oz? Uh, I'm I like how it ended. I think that's that's a good. No, it's just it feels feels right. I guess. I mean, we've known I've known it's going to be ending soon since what Christmas almost. That's when we kind of decided that we were going to wrap it up. I something like that is when I was like, you know, I feel like this is starting to. We've hit that denouement with all of the Howard Drake drama, and then, right. however they come out of this, is pretty much going to set their futures. Yeah, it's kind of this—I um, don't want to say incomplete feeling, but this kind of—it's not all wrapped up with a bow. I don't say. I mean, I don't know if it was a spoil shit, but yeah, it's not like this clean. You know, it's not a clean, you know, freeze frame high five at the end kind of kind of thing. You know, and I think that's. It's tough and it's cool. You know, a lot of good things in that way. Well, it's one of those things, right? Like, not everybody gets a happy ending. Uh, this is basically, uh, nobody's going to hear this until yeah, after. It's not like that massage place by the airport. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this will go up after the the last episode recorded. Uh, we probably shouldn't talk about any epilogue stuff because I don't know when that's going to go out. But um, all the rest of the stuff is cool. Man, I was expecting like some energy and some excitement because yeah, it's ending. Fuck yeah! Like what? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what the fuck? 
I don't know in the in the extras of movies and TV and so and stuff. You always see them like, "Woo, we wrapped filming and stuff." Yeah, fair enough. Because they're paid like thirty million dollars to be happy yeah. for that. But then it would be like, "I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. <laughs> I got to figure out how Cobra works." You know. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. All right, the, the, there's a, a pretty big, or in my considering a significant difference between a lot of those things and what we have here. We are literally a group of people that are, we're coming together for the story, for the friendship, for the, I'm sitting at a virtual table bullshitting with people that I've grown to be friends with. And we're just going to have fun. Rules be damned. Hey, that sounds cool. Let's try it. And it's kind of a bittersweet thing. Yeah. We were wrapping it up. It's at, it's at the end of two years. That's, two years of my life that I invested into a project that I've actually enjoyed. So yeah, it's kind of quiet and bittersweet. That's fair, but it's only one chapter of the product of the project. You know, there are more chapters to come with more crazy shit to happen. Like it's, I mean, for some of us, I've, you know, like I, I, bet, I think, yeah, I totally agree with Mike. I do. So, well, if anyone's listening to this, our, our adoring fan base, uh, oh, we had an awesome time doing this. I know I did. And there's so many things that you that you'll never hear if Boss ever used the uh, or if Bams ever used the uh, freaking edit button. Or you know, we're just talking shit. And so we would meet up and you know talk some shit, have some fun, tell some jokes. And that is not going to happen now. So yeah, that kind of it's kind of bittersweet. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we stuck to it. That's awesome. But you know, shit, I'm gonna kind of miss that. Well, there's still the people on the Discord. Your adoring fan base, as I wave to Jenny wherever she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, those people are still going to be around that you can talk to. And who knows? I might be drunk one night and ask you to come back for some other game in the future. I, I like how you have to get drunk to invite me. Like, like I'm not getting an RC son of a bitch ever again. <laughs> like, like maybe past relationships. I'm not calling Emily. I've been drinking. In reality, that's how I got involved in doing this in the first place, so I got asked back. Oh, he must have left a good impression. Here's hoping I did. I don't know. (laughs) It might depend. You know, we'll see what happens. Everybody that called Cthulhu just formed without me. Like, I didn't get a call. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) suddenly there was a new game. (laughs) It's like, oh, sorry, you didn't didn't get the memo? It must have been your... uh, your damn secretary or something. Yeah. I just heard the GM was a terrible person and just can't, it's hard to work with. So. Such a drama queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and short. Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't trust short people. Right, Mike? <laughs> Never do. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I would call that banter, but... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about banter, just because it's not... Friendly towards you, you know. Oh, uh, coming together to talk about an end of something that's been going on for two years. Two years. So this is all your fault too. I I, mean, I've been married for like one and a half, so no. you know, like this is a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, this has bad. been the longest relationship of my life. So there you go. How about that? <laughs> Chuck had a baby for the podcast. You know, he had a baby for the podcast. Did. Mm-hmm. It was, I did the interview 
two weeks after he was born? Like the first Some, Something like that. I remember talking yeah. to you, and you said, I got six months of paternity leave. That's like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's what got him in. <laughs> the time he got That's terrible. Fucking never hope to have to make that kind of judgment call again. Just shut it down as people slowly leave. <laughs> Just last one here. Turn the lights off, all right? Oh, man. Do you guys have anything you want to bring up before we get into questions? Like, specifically for other people? Or should we get into some of these questions? Let's get into some of these questions. All right. Uh, oh, man. So, from Seraph off of the Discord... I think actually all of these are from people that are on the Discord, but whatever. Um, if given the opportunity, which RPGs would you like to play as a player and a GM? Um, I'll start because I have that prerogative. I would love to do uh, something with L5R because every time I've gone to play it, it has never resolved in a uh, satisfying fashion, we'll say. Stuff like scheduling, or uh, one of them was running a an old module, which was from, I want to say it was like the early 90s or late 80s, and it had that really antagonistic GMing aspect to it, where it was giving your players a bunch of impossible tasks. Like, here, solve this murder in three hours. By the way, if you don't, the way... Rokugani law works is like they said that guy did it he's fucking guilty he gets murdered and that's the end of it even though you may know that like that guy didn't actually do it we just had an impossible time to get this task finished um so that's like my one game that I would want to get an actual campaign out but not necessarily for the show obviously and then I'm going to pick Mary Sue because I'm a jerk a game I would like to play, an RPG game I would like to play. Or run, probably that you haven't. Alright, <clears throat> or run. Um, I'm going to answer very honestly, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I would like to run a Shadowrun game with actual criminals in it. I have been cursed with um, do-gooders and white hats. In most of my games, with the exception of one lovely group that didn't last long, um, that started in Lagos, they were they were my good criminals. But I've not found another table that will let me do Shadowrun as dark and as awful as I would love to run it. Is That's Cthulhu it? in your Shadowrun world? I want to. I want to bring more Cthulhu into it, but I knew it. I felt like this was. I felt like it was going this way. <laughs> it totally went that way. All right. Well, I get to choose next, and since RC likes to pipe no, wait. up, but you you didn't play. What <laughs> what you want to play though? You're like, I want a GM. Um. Do you, do you would I have to do both? You know, I when like it comes to up to playing, uh, no, I'm a, I play. You know, I have I have Shadowrun games where I really get to get my murder hobo on. I'm good. Um, as far as games to play, I'm up for playing any RPG. I, I just like to try. I may not enjoy it, but I'll at least try it once. So I don't really have a huge, like, I don't have a, you know, the brass ring like, like Bamps has with L5R. Like, he just can't find that game. I don't have one of those. So Okay. Who dropped? Uh-oh. Craig left.
Uh oh. God. OBS is on. The edit yeah. button finally worked. Huh? OBS you, is on. You just edited oh, him out of here. Hmm. So, um, RC. Fuck it. What's uh, wrong with OBS? Mm-hmm. All right. So for me, in terms of what I would like to play, I kind of want to play. A, kind of like what you said. I want to play a Shadowrun style of game, or or I don't know. I mean, I'm going to play a Cyberpunk. Maybe that would fit. I, but I want to play a game where there's heists. Like I want to rob some people and be kind of a bad guy. And uh, I, I, I love playing uh, Shadowrun on the Hub. But everybody was a good person. They were all a bunch of goddamn like hippies and uh, you know do-gooders and gruff, decent people. Just a bunch of people who want who need the and uh, and that shit was like. So I don't know, but I've I've I'm not over the magic. I've uh, as far as DMing, I'm actually DMing a home group of D and D. I'm enjoying that. It's pretty easy to D- to GM. I think it is a lot easier because I tried to GM Shadowrun, and I killed an entire team of people without desperately not trying to kill that team of people. And like the mission was to steal a sheep, like like he became like a thing. I sort of got you know. So yeah, Shadowrun can get weird. I think it's challenging to GM, at least for me. So I've enjoyed GMing um, D&D. I wouldn't mind like trying something like Pathfinder, either playing it or GMing it. Um, I think I, I think my kind of niche is is like the less magic, the better. I like dang stuff, if that makes sense. Do, do I tag someone? Is that is that a sufficient answer? Will Bams let me out of the cage? I suppose that can be a sufficient answer. Pick somebody. Render uh, judgment. Go with, uh, let's, go with, let's go with Mike. Also, I'm going to interrupt here because if you guys wanted to play straight criminals, you should have told me that two years ago when we sat down to talk about this. We all, you. We, all, we all secretly no, uh, that was, That's what we're playing. Keep in mind what I play now because I played the other thing. <laughs> like, I really wanted to play a redneck rigger who was kind of a gruff but kind of heart of gold. Uh, you know, all bark and no bite kind of person. And then I did and for I two did. years. <laughs> I said I wanted to run a table of of criminals. I wasn't GM in this one, so good. Let's see what happens in a year. <laughs> I keep you on and don't give you the pink slip. <laughs> Is he roboting for a bit? And you only had in my roboting? Yep. Son of a bitch, I got a little red bar. What's happening? Let me. Some red ring of death. How about now? You're good. There we go. Yeah, I mean, we played for two years and we were all there, and the only one, uh, like, we had one dropout of Valerie. You know, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about that or not. But yeah, she, she ducked out. She had life. That's fine. You know, shit happens. Yeah, so back on topic here. Um, role-playing games, which ones would I like to, to, to run and or play? Um, to be honest, I'm usually up to try just about any role-playing game, tabletop-wise. Uh, for me, it's more along the lines of being able to sit down at a table with a group of friends and literally just have a good time. That's what I am more concerned with. I'll worry about the game and its nuances later. Um, I've been in a continual Pathfinder game for the past eight years now. Um, I've been playing the Star Wars game with a bunch of my friends for two or three years now on and off as our jobs dictate. Um, running a game 
there's, I think, one game I would not mind running again. I would have to dust off a lot of old modules. That is the Marvel role-playing game that was released back in the late 80s, the old Phaser Rip series. But I'd run it with a more, in more modern times. So it'd, it'd be a thing. Who knows? So that sent me on a quick memory tangent. So I was like, oh, we could totally do like a Spider-Verse thing where everybody plays the same Spider-Man, like plays Spider-Man, but plays different versions of the same Spider-Man. And then I remember that there is a game called Spider and Man. Uh, it's a lasers and feelings game. So you like roll over a D6, like over or under a number. And it is, you are all Spider-Men, but you're all different variations of Spider and Man. So like that one arc where he like crazy mutates and becomes a giant spider person with like four arms and shit. Like in that situation, your spider level would be real high and your man level would be real low. Um, so that was, that was my quick little memory montage. Yeah. Cause that actually sounds pretty fun. Uh, you want to popcorn up Oz cause he's hanging around somewhere. I will definitely be popcorning Oz tag. You're it. Well, now that uh, my diabetic asshole cat is out of the room and not howling in my ear, uh, I feel that I can actually respond to this now, which is nice. Uh, For running, I specifically want to run the new Aliens RPG that's coming out next month, which is October. Uh, I'm looking really forward to that. I've seen the beginner's box. It is super cool. And I'm uh, looking forward to getting the chance to run that eventually. As for playing, uh, like everybody else here, I'll play just about anything. Um, I mirror GM's desire for an L5R game. Uh, I think we've tried to get into the same games together several times. Two or three. Yeah, and and each time uh, it uh, doesn't even get off the ground. Yeah. So I have no idea if the characters I've made are any good, but I'm not allowed to use them, so... Probably not. Yeah, probably not. We need to sucker somebody into doing that modern age Rokugan game and have like, the mean girls. No. (laughs) I I really don't want to try a modern AU L5R. I, I made the character as a joke and I would really not want to repeat that. No, fine. If if I did have preference, I would I'm kind of like to get back into Shadowrun a little bit again. Uh, it's been a while, uh, and the last time I played, I played a somehow very capable criminal in Lagos, so that was really cool. It uh, it went well, I thought. I I only lost we only lost two contacts, but we we outright murdered one ourselves. So uh, that's how you know it worked out well. And I believe one of your teammates' arms. Uh, yeah, that was, that was actually a, uh, prerequisite that I put in place so we would leave Lagos was, if we're doing this, we have to fake deaths, and if we have to fake deaths because you have a criminal sin, you're losing your arm. We're going to throw it in the alligator pit. And, bless his heart, he went along with it, because I've been threatening to cut off his arm for months at that point, because he kept fucking up. (laughs) So, amusing anecdote aside, uh, I've done a lot of talking now. Uh, play anything, run aliens. Uh, uh, there you go. Yes. I guess that leaves me. It's the only one left. I it think. do. Right. 
So for running, I have a, a massive, massive want to run uh, Traveler right now. I've been reading all the books nonstop. Um, it is fun sounding. I haven't actually ran a game yet, but I plan to soon with my home group. So yeah, that's running. Uh, playing um, 10 Candles. Uh, it seems like a really great one-shot where... Because you usually, it's like a different spin to it, right? Because you die at the end, everyone dies at the end, and that's part of the thrill, or not thrill, but difference, right? Because you can have Call of Cthulhu one shots where everyone dies at the end, but you know there's some semblance of hope where you don't die, while Ten Candles, you just lose, and I think that'd be fun. Well, as they say, it is the season coming up. True. So I've I've played Ten Candles, and that is a fun game to play face to face because you actually have you know the darkness and you have the the ten lit candles, and it's it's a fun game. It is fun to play, and I'm not adverse to my characters ever dying. So to know that at the end they're dead, it, it's still fun to still play it. So I hope Chuck, you you are able to get that game together. Yeah, I hope to. Just twist your home group's arm to be like, yo, it's Halloween, let's let's eat you know, candy and play this spooky game. I might do that, but then I'd probably have to run it. Well yeah. 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 Uh how long does it usually take to go? What's that? Like how long does it usually yeah, take to session? Yeah. Well, session? Oh, I don't know. Cause the one I was in like was four or five hours. Oh, so it's like a whole thing. Because I know you're supposed to, as you go through the beginning of it, you begin lighting these candles, and then when the candles go out, you know, stuff gets bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck, you want to pick who answers the next question first? Uh, I'll answer the next one first, whoever, whichever question that is. Which video game would you like to see transformed into a tabletop RPG? Oh, that one. Um, so my the problem I have with this is most of the games, video games I play are like Zachtronics games. Those don't translate very well to tabletop RPGs. Why am I not surprised by that? <laughs> uh, but let me think. Jeez. Um, uh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. Video game. Yeah, I don't know enough about. Most video games, like setting-wise, to really say. I mean, I played like Baldur's Gate, but that's that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let me think. Well, you think on it, and popcorn somebody else to answer. All right, uh, you go, GM. Fuck. Um, I kind of want to see like. This is going to sound bad, but like a Diablo or Borderlands style, because I'm curious. Um, I guess Numenera is kind of like this, but not to the level. Because in Diablo-style games or Borderlands-style games, you're you're constantly changing equipment and just trashing whatever else that you just had, right? You're looking for that incremental plus one or plus two. So I'm curious to see how that would work in a good way for a tabletop RPG because everybody's like, oh, I gotta get my 
plus two Vorpal sword of whatever. Um, so, like, everything up until that is just kind of not great, but, like, when you when you turn through gear so quickly as you do in those games, um, I would just be curious to see how that would turn into a tabletop game. I don't know if it would be any good. Point of note, um, Dungeons & Dragons actually released a series based on Diablo, quite literally Diablo in the title, and they actually tried that. Tried. They didn't pick up too much, but they actually did uh, pursue that with the whole Diablo mainframe and concept and everything else. Just hitting things and watching them explode in the loot? Uh-huh. They did one with a fast play, and then they had three other renditions of it uh, called The Awakening, Diablery, and then To Hell and Back. Because it's real easy to grab like those, to grab Diablo or Border, or really anything and just slap a GURPS or Savage Worlds or even like a D20 skin on it. But to get that loot pinata, you know, throw down um, throw down a couple index cards of loot when you kill a monster and have everybody go like, oh, and then they just start looking through it. There's out uh, of the game. Alright, I'll pick you then. How's that? Cool. Um, so, I was looking through my Steam library just now, and uh, Evil Land, right? Not just normal Evil Land, uh, where it's boring-ish. Well, it was a good game, but whatever. Um, but I want if, right, the whole point of that is new game mechanics come in while you're playing and they just grow more and more. So I'd like to see an RPG like that where it's a one-shot, of course, and just whenever somebody gets, you know, rolls, you know, say it's a d20 and they roll a 20, um, a new mechanic gets put into place sort of thing. I think that could be a neat game thing that would happen, right? Does that make sense? Just have like a deck of cards worth of, of mechanics that just get brought in. Kind of like, uh, did you ever play Flux? Yeah, like Flux, yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm, I'm kind of on board. Be an interesting like party RPG game. Yeah. Definitely one-shot-ish. So do I pick next, or do you pick next? I'm going to make you pick next, because there's no rules to this, except for my rules. Oh, cool. So I'll just go next in the list to Mary Sue. I know nothing about video games, so I have no answer. You've seen commercials. No, I don't have TV, so I haven't seen commercials. So, so like Pac-Man or something, like Tetris? <laughs> I mean, Fantasy I, football, the RPG. There you go. Fantasy football, the RPG. So basically Madden. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you, Oz, for saving me. As I do. Mm-hmm. All right, so then I get to pick. Yeah, I guess. RC. I'm back. Give me one second. Oh, ruins everything. Oh, yeah. Ah, good. So, <laughs> I, I can't think of either. It's in terms of video games, like, I am, like, out of the loop pretty bad. I've been playing, I've, like, I went down the, the, the rabbit hole of tabletop role-playing games, and so, like, I don't, like, I'm so out of touch in what's, like, hot in the streets right now with video games. Look, look come, back, come back to me. Go, Mike. Go, Mike. 
Oh my God, RC, you're failing. Me. I know, I know, I suck. <clears throat> okay, I so suck. yeah, if you're, I'm going to go. You need to shut it. So shut it. <laughs> Game I would want to see turned into uh, a tabletop. Uh, there's two of them. Um, one would be uh, it, it's kind of a, a merge off of a movie in first place, but then it it made a big sweep in the video games. Tron, Ooh. like the old school Tron, um, that just sounds and seems like it would be a blast to play. Um, and then the other one that I would that I could get behind that I could actually enjoy as long as they didn't do it a la Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons would be the Final Fantasy saga. It's really going to depend upon which era of Final Fantasy you're talking about. And in my opinion, they could come up with a baseline rule set of how you run everything and then just like what D&D or Pathfinder does with their different supplement books, if you want to play Final Fantasy 1 and find the rat tail... Yeah, for all those who played the original know how much of a pain in the ass that was. Here's this book. Those of you who want to play 2, 3, 4, 7. We don't talk about 14. Here's all these other books that you can go and pick and play. That Hey, here's the different setting. Here's the land that you're dealing with. Here's the jobs that are available. This is some of the tech or equipment you would find. But all of the core information would actually be in the core book. Like job classes, aspects, powers, what you could or couldn't summon. Yo, I make it, think that would just be amazing. Making like a... Basically on something like Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, that would be phenomenal. I'd, but to be honest, to be honest, Final Fantasy Tactics I would not reserve as a tabletop game more as a war game like Warhammer. Or, you know, the the OG Battlefront that they used to do or, or Battletech that they used to do. Excuse me. So I could see Tactics actually taking over and doing that just like what they did with Hero Clicks. I mean, come on. There is such a large market out there for this stuff. Yeah, I could totally see them doing a Hero Clicks version like of all... Because there's some... I saw it at Gen Con. There's some Final Fantasy card game out there that uses characters from basically all of the Final Fantasies I think, because I was watching my friends play and they were, they, one of them had Cloud and one of them had uh, I think it was mostly the Final Fantasy 7 characters which may have been like a new set or some bullshit, I don't know um, but they also had uh, I think they were just from Tactics just like the generic summoner or whatever they were for some uh-huh. of and it was just like okay, that's a that's a thing I mean, come on. If they can introduce Ravenica into Pathfinder, I see no reason why they couldn't do something with, you know, the Final Fantasy saga. The source material is there. The fan base is there. Oh, the, the fans are crazy. And everything about that game in that world would make that thing fly off the charts if it was done right. Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be super down for that. Okay, so in my bouncing it, um, since I know RC is not going to be ready because he can't make up his mind, uh, I will then send it back over to Og. To me? 
Yeah. Yes, you. And oh. no fair picking aliens, because you already said that. No, right, right. No, I've I've actually got a couple because I've I've been thinking about this. See, um, interestingly enough, at at one point a while ago, uh, one of my infinite projects that uh, eventually fell through for reasons. Uh, I was making a board game slash uh, RPG based off of the uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands uh, game. Where uh, what we were trying to put together was uh, basically Narcos Inc. You were you were criminals. You were setting up your own drug smuggling empire. You were trying to make a narco state, and then on the other side, you could be the CIA team going in to take down a fully fledged narco state and just basically play that through, almost like a campaign in the Yucatan for Shadowrun. And then we're also making a collectible card slash board game for it. But like I said, it fell through for reasons. So that out of the way, um, a while ago, uh, I picked up a game. It was like three or four bucks because good old games is nice and cheap where you actually play a, um, a newly turned vampire in, in Los Angeles. And so you have to kind of navigate this, this underworld, um, that's filled with vampires and ghouls and werewolves and other shit and, and kind of stay alive because everybody wants you dead and uh, do the bidding of, I guess they call him the prince of the city and he's got a sheriff, which is kind of weird having a prince and a sheriff. It should be like something else. But um, this vampire game, I think it'd be really cool if they made uh, a tabletop RPG out of this. I can't help but feel like you're low-key taking a shot at something there. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's never been, like, a game where you're a team of vampires actually working towards a common goal. Nah, that shit doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. That would be such a cool game. Vampire the Masquerade? Mm-mm. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, Crash Shot aside, uh, I would actually take Graveyard Keeper. I think that would be a hilarious game to play as a, as a tabletop slash RPG. The fuck game is this? Graveyard Keeper is basically like Stardew Valley, but you're planting corpses instead of crops. Oh. Well, you're, you're also planting crops. Basically, you play a character, like... You're a dude who's at the grocery store, you're walking across the street, you get just pasted by a car, and death comes and sends you back to the Middle Ages to uh, to be a graveyard keeper, because there's a decrepit church, and there's bodies that need a burying, and you're trying to find a way back home. And so you have to do alchemy and stuff, and you're kind of learning... Uh, they're doing all this research, you're building shit, you're giving sermons because the church is basically yours, and you're kind of uh, solving people's problems as you do it so you can get the things that you need in order to open a portal to go back home. And of course, with one of the later updates, you actually started raising zombies to do the work for you, so I think that's also a cool thing. I don't know why necromancy has been so neat for me, but I've been really interested in it lately. I just don't know why. <laughs> Uh, that actually reminds me of a game. There's a game called Cthulhu Saves the World. I have that game. It's pretty good. It's an old... Anybody out there that's going to look for it, it's on Steam for like $2. It goes on sale all the time. If you ever played like Super Nintendo era RPGs, pick it up instead of getting a soda at lunch one day. 
Uh, it, oh my god! That just you bringing back Super Nintendo esque RPGs just brought to mind Metroid. Love to see Metroid as a tabletop. Mm, true story. That could be interesting. Um, I mean, Metroid. The thing though is, it's super single single player. I don't know how well it would work. Like, how would you get the, a lot of the feeling off in the exploring? Oh, I, you can have right? single player RPGs. I guess. Or like you know, two player small groups. You know, Samus and her pet Metroid doing stuff. Um, <laughs> Solving could, crimes, <laughs> right? Uh, Space pirates. In Cthulhu Saves the World, uh, Cthulhu gets cursed by some wizard that he can't destroy the world and make everybody go crazy. So in order to break the curse, he has to become a true hero. So he then does all of the cliche hero things, like trying to save a town and that kind of shit. He goes on a quest to save the world so that he may destroy it. Yep, that's accurate. Uh, I think I can... You got it? Give a decent answer now, baby. Maybe. Uh, so maybe. I'm, I'm like going through my Steam list, like, which of these games? And of course, I like blanked here, but I, uh, if, if, if someone could figure out a way to make Payday 2 into an RPG, a tabletop role playing game, I would be like, like, I want to work on that game with somebody. If somebody has some plans, we can talk about it, because that would be 100% my jam. Like, you know, you know, the moving of loot, specialized roles, the freneticness of it, the ability to go stealth or loud, which I also love to shadow run. Um, yeah, that is that is that is my jam. Uh, in terms of the other way around, though, like if I were to think about what this is, such a crappy answer. But like if I, I've never played Starfinder, but I'm hearing a lot of cool things, and I know it's Pathfinder in space, but it, I don't know, basic googling, it appears to be more mundane based. But I, lo- I love space. I've like I always loved Cowboy Bebop, and I always loved how like in like Star Wars, for example, like there was this giant universe, and a lot of places are backwaters. Not everything is built up. Not everyone can. You know, like you know, like right now, I have a cell phone, I have a social security number. You know, I can't just go anywhere. Well, in those kind of worlds, kind of like the old west is kind of reborn. You know, like there's definitely some western vibes to parts of Star Wars. There's an obvious western vibe to Cowboy Bebop, and I think that would be a really cool world to play in. So if you if if Starfinder could presumably offer that with some level of creativity, I'm sure a thousand Starfinder games take place in metros and you know hyper populated, you know, mega planets that are, you know, one giant city. But, you know, it doesn't have to. And so if that were to be translated up into a video game, uh, I think that would be pretty cool. What do you think the biggest trope of some characters that needs to be deleted from this world? Anybody got a good answer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, having read the RPG Horror Stories subreddit. Uh, <laughs> I would absolutely go for the uh, herpaderp, I'm I'm uh, chaotic neutral, which means I'm just going to be a fucking psychopath, like that trope, has just no fucking business being in gaming at all. And anybody who actually plays that kind of character is just somebody I, I want to reach across the table and knock their teeth out because I just fucking hate them so much. At that point, can we just get rid of alignment in all systems? Because absolutely. It's abs- There's no point to, I, to they, having I wholeheartedly agree with you in believing that the alignment system is completely broken uh, because nobody, like you were just saying, nobody sticks to actually 
doing whatever that alignment is. They just act how they feel they want to act with. Um, the Dungeon World's alignment system is really good because it just poses like if you are. I don't remember which, like for fighter, at the end of the session, you ask the question of like, "Have I faced a worthy foe?" And I think that's either like the neutral or the evil answer. And if the answer is yes, because you role played facing that foe in whatever, uh, in whatever way makes sense to your character, you got XPs. I, I am. I, I understand the hatred the D and D alliance system gets, and it is not perfect. And it can have problems. It can lock people in when they should not be locked in. Uh, you know, it, you know, for any for everyone who's ever tried to do character development and then didn't because the alignment wouldn't allow it. God, that's sad, right? But I, I think a big part of it is that people do not understand what lawful and chaotic mean. They do not. Chaotic does not mean herp derp retard. And lawful does not mean literally follows all the laws regardless. It is an appreciation for hierarchies and institutions and systems and following the, the, the idea of, a, of a, that there's an order, you know, an appreciation for things like order, and that sometimes it's worth sacrifice. And on the other side, freedom and, and, and more of a carefree spirit. People take it way too literally or narrowly, possibly. Is what I'm, uh, and I, and I, still, I'm not saying it's perfect. It probably is bad, but that is one thing that drives me nuts. Is that people don't seem to get that? Uh, and yes, chaotic neutral does attract a lot of retards. Like the minute you started talking, Oz, I knew exactly where you were going, and I'm like, yes. The only thing good about about those people is that chaotic neutral ask or, or uh, acts like a litmus test of like ass hattery, so you can at least find people you do not take a session with. Absolutely. You know? so you, you, it's like, wait a minute. So you chose chaotic neutral. I couldn't help but notice that. Uh, Why did you do that? Because I'm going to be a fuckhead. Great. Never talk to you again. Deuces. You know, like unless you know, you can you know be aware. <laughs> you know, so um, as far as tropes that I cannot stand, I am so 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 over the bad guy with the heart of gold or the jaded like. Troubled, like I'm the vampire and I have to drink blood, but I don't like to because it's I don't like, it, but I have to live. And it, but so I'm so conflicted about it. And and I and and my character's name is Raven. If your character's name is Raven, fuck you. Honestly, it's bad. Stop it. Stop naming your character's Raven. I think I just pissed off like half the internet. Um, if anyone here has a character named Raven, that's my bad. I was just joking. Um, but that that yeah, like, like the the person who is like way too conflicted the. The you know OMG I have a tiefling paladin and I'm like so conflicted I hear the demons whispering to me it's like okay I don't know it just feels a little it's just something I've seen a whole lot of if that makes sense the the conflicted like their nature is evil and they and they're trying to be good or they have to do a thing that's kind of evil or fucked up like like energy draining or, or blood draining to live and they're conflicted about it you know that 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 I'm that I'm over. I'm over. It's what my character would do because. Oh fuck that! Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh my god, I get a single fucking word of agreement. It's like, oh like, yeah, everyone loves a lot of shit. Everyone loves. I just fucking died in the wind. I went up. Fuck it. Sorry for feeling everybody. Uh, no, it's fine. I was going to respond to it, but then GM jumped in and said, "It's what my character would do." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure you're going to let your party your party members die and then loot the body." And you're a paladin. Yeah, that's what my character would do. Your character is a fucking idiot. Come over here so I can kill him. That's what my <laughs> character would do. Yeah. That's the thing, right? 
Like, your character is like, oh, that's what your character did? Okay, I would never work with you, and neither would the rest of us, because you're a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's no other RP, by the way. By the way, at no point is this person... I think we just lost RC. Oh. Yeah. Too far from my trend monitor. My digital leash, but pe- yeah. people who say that, like the, the assholes who say it's what my character would do, they never RP anything else. But it's not like they're there with like the shopkeep or the mayor of the town, and they're like really getting into character, and it's cool and conflicted or interesting or, or you know they're really they're hitting the notes of RP. You know what I'm saying? They only show up to throw that shit down like the Ace of Spades, like or like like a, like a fig leaf to protect the- ass hattery. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to toss in on that? I got nothing. Got nothing. Is there any tropes you want to see? I, for one, would like to see more tropes about, like, adventurers who are just regular folks doing a job. Like, every so often I'll see, you know, somebody will post an image on one of the RPG boards, and it's from Tumblr, and it's from uh, bad D&D ideas. And they had one where it's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, your your fighter, he's a, he's a been a farmer for twenty years, but he's having a midlife crisis, and so he goes adventuring to find himself. You know, <laughs> this this no nonsense. It's like it's so it's it's so normal, but it makes it so interesting. That sounds wonderful. So it's yeah. like forty five year old dude with some old busted ass chainmail and a pitchfork is gone adventuring. D and D Wild Hogs Edition. Yeah. All his skills are in, like, animal handling and fucking farming. One of the things that I would love to actually see more of, everybody's getting together with their, you know, their party. They're getting ready to go out, go do their adventure, this, that, and the other. Then they have their downtime. What are they doing? They're going to town shopping. They're going to the tavern drinking. They're doing all this other. Okay. What about when mom needs help at home? Or your sister looks you up and having a problem with paying the bills or, you know, getting a job, getting a job or finding some of the, the basic everyday nuances that happen to everybody in life, everybody in life. But none of it happens to the characters. Nothing ever happens to your PCs in real life. In, for instance, in our Shadowrun game, I loved the concept that Mama was constantly calling RC up, trying to find out what's going on or where all the whiskey was or, you know, who moved the house or who's this person coming in the place. All of that stuff. It was bringing an aspect of reality into the game that, you know, people just take for granted. But there is so much there that can be done. I mean, okay, so this big, bad, level 14 fighter is now in overalls out in the back 40 making a new fence because the bulls broke through the other one. I understand it doesn't make for interesting or compelling action-adventure times, but you can make it that way. I I agree. That's why I made Mama. I've I fully agree. Like I want, I want to have like the lawful good pal that you know, get a letter in the mail from his wife about their teenage son being a shitbird, you know, and he has to like, and he's not there to deal with it. And but adventuring is so important that he has to sacrifice being a good father possibly to go, you know, save the world from the evils. You know, I, I think that's awesome. 
So I was going to say, like, slice of life stuff, and then Michael went up and stole it on me. So, uh, <laughs> I agree. A likely story. <laughs> that's yeah, just, all um, that shit that guy said. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing I would like to see is, um, not necessarily old people, but, you know, mid-50s who aren't the wizard, who aren't, um, uh, what I'm going, like, or like the grizzled, hardened, oh, I'm a veteran. professional veteran, right? I want someone who's, you know, sure, they're, they're an adventurer, they have the experience, they know all this, but they're not, you know, they're still someone who you just laugh and have a joke with kind of character, right? Sort of like, like, RC was a older character who would still laugh and have jokes and sit down and have a beer. I want more of that. Like, that I think is a good thing that you don't see much of in most RPGs. It's usually like, oh, I'm a, you know, either like a 22-year-old fresh out of college or something. Um, right, you never see, um, you know, middle-aged RPG stuff. Unless it's, again, a wizard who's, right? Yeah, he's an old, goofy wizard. Um, but anybody got anything else on that one? I, 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 you know, I agree with that. That's, you know, I, I do like older characters too, man. I think that's a cool thing. And, uh, I actually got the idea from that, uh, or for that from, uh, anyone ever read the old Dritz books or what is it, um, R.A. Salvatore's stuff? Um, yeah. Familiar with them. Like, there's a character named Artemis and Trieri who is like the big bad who fights the, the titular, um, drow elf, and he ages. And that's cool. Like to me, that was the awesome thing. Like you have this character who was interesting and complex, and you see him age, you know, versus an elf who isn't. You know, right? Elves go like eight hundred years, so you know, Dritt doesn't. You know, as the, as the books go on, it doesn't matter. I thought, man, this is really cool to have a character who is facing age and having to slow down, and uh, they're not what they used to be, and they can feel it, and they have to get smarter or a little bit more wily or rely on that experience. And so I, I, I do. Uh, you know, reading that made me think, man, I'd like to put like an older character, you know, uh, who would who had kind of like seen some stuff and gotten jaded, but had to like you know figure some things out, um, as well as having a family. That's where Mama came from. Uh, I mean, I've I've talked a lot. What do you think, there, uh, Mary Sue? I don't know. You guys have said a lot of things, and I've, I've kind of felt personally attacked since I played a character that was a. 22-year-old college student, and I'm in a game where I play a tiefling paladin. So apparently, I'm all the tropes you guys hate. So is is her name Raven though? <laughs> no. Okay, it's fine. Do you play a tiefling paladin? It's like I am so cursed with being evil, but I must do no. so. Good. See, then you're fine. <laughs> Tieflings make very good paladins because they have that plus two to charisma. They got that plus two charisma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. I'm going to start rapid-firing through some of these and skipping over some of the ones that are less uh, less show-oriented. But I will perhaps answer them of people directly uh, after the fact. Uh, after playing your character for a while and given the opportunity, what would you have been... What would you have changed in your character before you started the campaign? Uh, I want Mary Sue to answer that one first, because yeah, Susie agrees. I think That's I probably question. should have made her older. Yeah. You think that would have made a difference? You, you wouldn't have wanted her life ruined? No. Her life still would have been ruined, but I think the perception of her would have been different if that, she were older. That's fair. Make somebody else answer. Chuck? Um, so, two things. 
that are on my character sheet that I would remove. One is I was going to have Chuck, he had like theater stuff because he's supposed to be also a theater kid and I never brought that in. So I would have just removed it, right? I wanted to add that, but I never really found a good time to fit it in well. Another thing is uh, Chuck has asthma and that never played a part in anything. Um, I would have removed that simply because it was a negative effect that never happened because Chuck sits in the car all the time or coffee shops or whatever. Yeah, but if you had to run from that coffee shop, you'd have been sucking wind and Mary Sue would have been forced to choose whether or not to leave you or to keep you and save you. It's That one I wouldn't feel too bad about because I don't think I hit everybody's negatives. All right. Yeah, I guess. I guess it also added the puffer bit, which was nice. You're like, oh, I'll just stop taking my asthma medicine and start taking Zen all the time. <laughs> Nobody will notice. Uh, pick somebody to answer. Uh, let's go RC. I, I think, you know, a, a big part of RC's character is that he doesn't really have a lot of friends. And it doesn't seem like he wants them, but he kind of does. And it's kind of a vulnerability. I think I would have probably chosen to have shown that with a relationship with his drones. I think I would have had some drones at his house or his workshop that were kind of like his favorite or his pet drones. And that could have been an interesting thing to see where that led. And I think it could have sort of um, shadowed a vulnerability. Like, you know, RC is kind of an ass. <laughs> and so you, uh, there we go. You're roboted a bit. Uh, I roboted. Yeah, you got too far away from your thing. Put I'm your right here. I'm like looking at it. I can. I am touching the transponder right now. I am a human antenna. <laughs> How we doing? We good? We back? We're good. Okay. I would have. Uh, I don't know what was hard. I would have made RC show the vulnerability that he has of not having friends by having robot friends. So he can't make friends on his own because he has a uh, not particularly easily interacted with personality. He can be short and gruff and kind of an ass and, and, and a know-it-all and kind of, you know, and, and to him, he thinks that's cool. The same way a person who was like a one-upper thinks he's cool and really they're just pissed. I think he let go of his button. Yeah, he walked too far away again. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello, sir. Hey, Welcome can you hear me? Yes, no, we can hear I'm here the whole time. I am, I'm like at my desk. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have a, 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 a Mississippi internet? Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, pick somebody else before you disappear again. Oh, let's go with uh, to Michaels. Huh. What would I change about my character development or whatnot? Um, on the character sheet, nothing particularly would change. What, uh, as a player, what I'd like to change on that, if for in character development stage. Uh, something I alluded to a while ago that I, I'll blame myself for it. I never really pursued it, but was the possibility of Michael going toxic. Well, that's something I think I'd, I'd want to explain because, you know, going from an isolation to there's now all these new experiences for you to have. Have at it. Have fun. I just think that'd be a little bit more, I don't know, interesting to do. Yeah, we totally could have done something with like a toxic spirit or a blood spirit courting you. Like, hey, you uh, you want and some power? I would have fallen into it. See, that's that's just perfect. It's like, yo, you, uh, I got some power for you if you want it. Yeah, yeah. And I would have taken the power to protect my friends and just rabbit hole on down. No problems. Uh, so I'm going to actually pass it off to the GM. 
Well, good news. I didn't have any characters, so I don't have to worry about answering that. All the characters. <laughs> um, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would have changed for any of the characters, like the. I guess the two major ones being Scrapper and Morgana, because a lot of their stuff is still uh, left unsaid. Like, there's a lot that's still not known about them. Um, I would have liked to have seen uh, some of the other NPCs, like that. Uh, when that ghoul ganger got murdered, and his little, like, NPC friend. I wouldn't have mind like you guys get into some gang shit and him just leaping off the top of a car or coming into the stream like ah you killed my friend I'm gonna fucking get you. Um, but you know that's whatever. Uh, was that everybody? Yep. Yep, because Oz doesn't count unless he wants to do anything different from Dunkles on. I mean, I would have liked to play him more, but yeah, I can only do so much when there's only really two casters in the group. Or yeah. Dog and Wolf took over the other one. So, uh, what goal would you have liked to focus on and develop more while playing your character? Uh, I want to pick on Mary Sue a little bit more too. Um, what goal did I want to develop more? I don't know. I think I hit my player goal. Um, as far as character goal, I you know that is what it is. Um. I think I would have liked to have explored more about um, Mary Sue's family because I think it would have given a little more perspective as to who she was and why she was that way. But we just never, we never, you know, was able to explore that. The opportunity never arose. Yeah. Michael? Uh, no, I'm actually happy with the development and the characteristics of like what I just said about the exploring the toxicity possibility. Um, I, the only thing I really truly actually regret was something that was out of everybody's hands. And that was me having to step away for six or seven months. Um, but you know, is what it is. Uh, Chuck. Uh, so one thing is, um, I know GM talked with Nova about maybe doing... Oh, there was a Chuck. bunch of those things. Yeah, doing a girlfriend for Chuck. Um, so, I think that would have been interesting. Dude, you have um, no idea if she didn't tell you the details. Um, all I know was something like uh, soul-sucking. Like, um, so my thought process, my ideas that I had, I talked to her about it was... When Howard was around, you guys would have gone out to like a club or something, right? And you would have met the character that was played by your wife and her girlfriend. And she was actually a shadow spirit, Muse in particular. And with Chuck being into like making stuff with making his chain mail and all of his baking and stuff, and would just like just sink those little karma sucking claws into you and just roll yeah that would have been wonderful sadly never really scheduled out time uh yeah it's fucking being an adult and stuff moving forward and then before things got around to it he was dead yeah so that's unfortunate i got a couple more of those little secrets that'll come up i think throughout the course of things cool 
Uh, but other things, um, again, I would have loved to look into uh, Chuck's family. Uh, there's a little bit there. Um, maybe look a little bit more into school friends he had, but I mean, that would be just NPCs for the most part, but so there's not much there. Um, I guess next up, uh, let's go RC. Um, in terms of what to focus on, a goal, um, how much was a goal? I think it would have been interesting to see if, you know, how, how a possible romantic interest for RC would have gone. Like if there was a character, you know, that he had met and, you know, he kind of maybe fell in love with her or something. Or I don't know, something, something to see where that would, something to pull opposite the party to put tension there because RC was very attached to this sort of like proto family of people who liked to kind of like them, right? And they, a force kind of pulling him away from that. It wasn't just the mother. I think could have had a lot of been interesting and it just didn't come up. Um, you know, been interesting. Didn't happen. I tried to set you up on a blind date. I know. And then maybe I could have played that better, but it was one of those things where it just didn't. And, you know, I, I vaguely remember that. And it's one of those things where maybe it could have worked. No, it's one of those things. I'd like to have if I back and maybe you know you a few in, in the whole podcast where like I think we did an awesome thing, but I wouldn't mind going back and being like, I wonder what happened in like you know the the alternate universe if this had gone the other way, right? That and maybe it's like uh, more stuff happening to Mama as a character, like on her own, you know. That, you know, to sort of like you know why she is the way that she is. Maybe to add some sympathy to the character. I'm not sure. <laughs> the old racist lady. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. You know, that's why. That's, why got, that's what. That's what you need to be creative. I don't know. It's not easy. <laughs> um, who who else is left that's going to speak up on that one? Uh, I believe that's everyone. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna skip down this list to some stuff sent in by not a conspiracy which means it's totally a conspiracy in the episode with Scrapper building his garden the plants were from Verdant Acres is there anything going on here or just a coincidence slash we're using the name did anybody else catch that or remember that I did not I was not there for that I didn't remember it but I'm not surprised that you would have reused something because you are lazy that was fully intentional because oh, it. it was. Because so the conspiracy is real. The, yep, and that was hilarious wow. that they were the people that brought this up. Um, it was – so I wanted to lay it out there because depending upon what you do, it would um, it would influence one of your friends, right? Like he goes and he gets these plants from from a bug hive. Does he know it's a bug hive? I don't know. When depends upon when you guys go and talk to him about it. He, well, he wouldn't know it's a hive because he's got no reason to suspect it, and he would probably just you know buy the stuff. Um, but it could also plant the doubt of maybe Scrapper doesn't like Morgana because he's a bug, or maybe um, you could talk to him about like. Michael obviously has experience with bugs, but you could talk to him and get a little bit more knowledge or suggestions or ideas on what to do. Because if you guys had made that connection, then when you're like, all right, do we go to Morgana? Do we go to the police? Do we go to back to the dump? Like, you guys would have had a – not that I knew that that was going to be some big thing. I really wanted you guys to break in there 
and get caught. And then, particularly Mary Sue, to have her then get caught and bugified. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't catch that. And was, I'm sorry, did you say Scrapper was a bug? Or is that no. a potential thing? Like, what the hell? Like, what no, I, I, I he wasn't. Podcast. <laughs> he wasn't, but I wanted to throw in the tie, like the little foreshadowing to that later on. Um, so that maybe, like, when you found out that there were bugs there. Maybe you would ask whether or not, oh god, is Scrapper a bug? Like, do we do we investigate that? Are we that paranoid? Like, um, and it just kind of felt like the thing that he would have, he would make a garden of his own, like to, to grow his own shit because he, he does a lot of cooking apparently. Um, not a conspiracy. Next question: is How much preparation for players and GM goes into each session? How much do you guys prepare yourselves for? a session of recording besides drinking because I know some of you do that to put up with it. I need coffee to stay awake. Not that it's boring. I just, my bedtime is usually nine o'clock and I have to stay up until 1130. Um, what do I do to prep? I think I usually will, um, ask you, Hey, what happened last time? And what is it we are doing tonight? I acquire an energy drink and then I try to psych myself up so I can be as bright and cheerful and optimistic as a little college elf could be. Then when we start playing, yeah, that's when I pour the, the drinks and stuff, just to get through it. Uh, on my end, I just try to make sure that I have dinner done before the gaming starts and that I have my dog either outside or suitably taken care of so I don't get bugged in the middle of the game. But eh, that's about it. No other planning or preparation goes into it. What happens, happens. Um, for some behind-the-scenes stuff, we have two uh, private cast channels. Um, one of them is just show stuff for us to talk about different aspects of the show, things going on, whether or not we're going to be there, etc., etc. The other one is next time on, so that, like, hey guys, next time... Uh, we're going to do this, 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 and this because, you know, maybe we just finished a run or are doing the planning thing. It's like, okay, next time we're going to work on these aspects of what you guys were talking about or, um, next recording session. It's just a Mary Sue downtime or something like that. So that that stuff is easily found and, uh, researchable. Um, as for prepping for the runs, I do like none. So you say that, but mm-hmm. then you also say things like um, the you're always thinking stuff. up new ideas. Yeah. Well, so, not even that. You're always thinking up new ideas. So you're almost constantly thinking of game, like game, like gameplay and runs and jobs and character interactions and so. I suppose I that truth. I suppose that could be argued to be true. Um there are definitely times where I am struck with inspiration. I don't like writing things down because I have this feeling that when I write stuff down, it stops floating around in my brain. And when I have ideas floating around in my brain, occasionally two of them rub together and make an idea baby. (laughs) And sometimes those idea babies turn into things like, oh, Mary Sue was covered in ghoul blood. Okay, 
I can do something with that. And we had made a conversation at one point about um, how, like, Valerie got infected, and Mercy was like, oh, no, I don't want to be a ghoul. No, that's gross. Um, and it would have... I don't think I would have done it anyway, because then it would have made the aspect of what happened to Valerie's character less unique and less uh, less personal. But I was like, oh, I'm supposed to make her life miserable. Let's go for the next best thing, and let's make Val- uh, Valentine a ghoul. <laughs> and then a while later, the idea floated across my head of like, well, why didn't Mary Sue get infected? And then I, when we did that episode, I gave her the carrier negative quality. Uh, and then later on, I kind of uh, backslid on that and went full on into the Drake thing. And Drakes are immune to HMHVV because they are Drakes. And they are not necessarily metahumans in the same way. Um, but so far as planning out, like, um, planning out the floor plans of places. And what the opposition is like, and like, I don't, I don't do that stuff. I just kind of go with what feels right. Um, I like to say that I jam by chemistry. So you, in chemistry, you take two elements and you put them in a thing together and you observe how they react. So Chuck made mention that he was looking to get into a security job, and you know I asked him the the name of the place, and then lo and behold, the next run involved doing something against the place that he was applying for. Because I'm a jerk. Um, of course. Oh, right? Um, we did the big Chicago thing with bugs for Michael, and I was like, okay, cool. Let me bring up bugs in the in the game as a something that they're going to have to bump into. What makes sense? And then I chose bee spirits because bee spirits are like... In the in the write up in the book, they talk about how they don't forcibly abduct people, and it's a very volunteer basis kind of thing. And they sell their honey off, and it's like bees take care of plants. You know, they're good at pollinating and stuff. It makes sense that they would have a farm. Let me go ahead and put that down, hive farm. Um, and then it just kind of went from there. I stole the Monsanto thing from the internet. I was like, that's a funny idea. That's something I could see Shadowrunners doing is trying to uh, trying to sabotage a food production thing so that it can be sued out from under them, basically. Um, inspiration for Shadowruns is everywhere in your daily life. You just kind of have to train yourself to see it. Uh, there was a an old meme in the in the long, long ago where people would call up, like, uh, like call in radio shows and stuff, and they would basically revamp the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's intro song. So you got this guy calling up to some religious TV station. It's like, hey, you know, I got into a fight and my mom got scared, and now she wants to move me across the country. And it's like, the guy on the other doesn't have any idea what's going on. So I stole that. And I use it as a basis for a shadow run, and I ran that for the audition game, and it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I a little bit of alcohol. 
does. I'm aware that I talk fast. And when I talk fast, I will kind of jam words up a little bit. So hopefully it hasn't been too problematic for y'all. But it's a thing that I'm aware of. Plus, RC is supposed to be country. And, you know, me aside, people from the South generally speak slower. So the plan there was kind of go in with a few beers. And, and then, like, you know. Pre-game. Uh, pre-game. Pretty much, yeah, pre-game. And uh, I will admit to, like... I know, I'm aware that I do not have the endurance of champions, okay? I am not out of the tiger. I'm not going to last 11 p.m. I'm just not going to have. I was, hey, hit this thing with all that you're going to have now. Try to be on as much as possible. And then, you know, ho- hopefully we'll, I'll be alive, you know, three hours in. Um, if you have more, uh, more specific questions and you want to, poke my brain about just yeah hit me up on the discord because i'm around i love to to talk about shit um for the players or anything you wanted to explore your characters you didn't get the chance to we kind of answered that um for the gm or the story story elements yeah story elements you wanted to bring in that you never had the chance to um not really. We kind of got to all of the things that I wanted to, with the exception of some of that NPC stuff, like I mentioned. Like, it had been nice to see some of those NPCs come back, but um, ultimately, it is not my story. It is their story. And I'm just here to kind of push it along and to make their lives miserable. Um... New Deathscope asks, what is the adjustment that you had to have for running for people who weren't IC experienced runners? I did nothing different. I simply gave them jobs and told them to accomplish them. A little bit of the context was different. Like, the first one, they were doing a favor for Scrapper in exchange for some other favors. And then they did the um, the auction job for Morgana to get their sins burned. So that sort of was uh, was different because with experienced runners, you don't usually start off doing favors for people in order to get things, like runs for favors. It's usually like starting your – establishing yourself, making contacts, that kind of thing. Um, that was kind of it. Like I didn't they, – they made characters with established runner rules, so that was normal. Um I didn't ask them to explain why, you know, Mary Sue had uh, 16 dice and con, because it you know, didn't matter that she had tailored pheromones and a bunch of charisma and stuff. I didn't worry about that. Um, but, you know, they made it work. Uh, anybody have anything else they want to say on that? Because it's not necessarily just me. Cool. No. Uh, uh, th- uh, was that you about to say something? No. no. Cool. Uh, who was it that Boz was smelling in LaFay's? That was the incense that two members of the Black Lodge were that had been using, and they were in there running reconnaissance on Morgana. Um, I think I bring it up in one of the last two episodes about them being Black Lodge or that her smelling it again. I don't remember. Um... If I did, it was in, like, the last episode. And if I didn't, uh, that's my bad. Uh, what was the biggest moment of growth for your character? Anybody but Mary Sue. 
<laughs> My Chicago run. That was pretty big. Um, I mean, the closest thing, I, it's not necessarily growth, but it was me realizing as a player that Chuck was going to be, uh, like, he doesn't care about, you know, he wants to, trying to find my words, um, him just taking drugs all the time, right? Zen to calm down, and, right, that, when I realized that that was going to be a thing, because um, initially it wasn't so much. It was just, oh, he's going to get all these augments and something or that. But then I also played on it that, you know, he was perfectly fine with it because, you know, he's going to get, you know, it's just part of being alive. That's why he had cyber ears. That's why he has cyber eyes, right? It was just... He had a plan. To, right? You know, have you have a plan, and you know part of that is you know taking anxiety medication, which just also happens to be mildly illegal. Um, yeah, so not so much character development, but me realizing who the character is, because character development. I mean, the only other thing I can think of actual character development, I did, don't think I pulled off properly, and that was when um, Chuck realized he doesn't like Mary Sue anymore. I think it was a little too quick. I was, was just that he didn't like it, or like, oh god, she's a dragon. Yeah, pretty much. It was just, oh, she's a dragon. She's not a pretty elf girl anymore. She's a scary monster, right? It wasn't, and I didn't really play on that well enough, right? Because I wanted Chuck to come off as a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As a bit of an asshole, like a shallow to some extent. Um, I don't think I got that off properly. You're Canadian. You really would have a hard time doing that. The other hard time is you have to try and outshine the other asshole. Like, wow. You would have to be a bigger asshole than RC to be really (laughs) seen. You had like an asshole eclipse going on. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next up, uh, let's go, Michael. He already went. No, Michael went. I just don't pay attention to anything, so RC's next. Wait, I'm sorry. I zoned out for a second there. I Uh, thought, I'm sorry. What was the question? Just through RC fashion. Uh, That's what my character. Biggest growth for you. Oh, derp. Uh, Biggest. (laughs) I was listening to all this stuff too. Shit. Um, Anyway, so the biggest growth for RC. God. Man, it's it, it, I think it's sort of accepting that he had a group of people that he kind of didn't want to lose. I don't think he ever had that. So that 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 was biggest growth. Sort of like he's always been this loner, and that was fine. And now he has this group of friends, and this or you know I think he sees them as friends. And now he doesn't want to go away from that. Like that's there, that's cool, that's awesome. Let's keep that together. And then in the latter half of the entire storyline, that starts to fall apart and have you know giant tensions on it. Uh, cough, Mary Sue, cough, and uh, you know that that was that was a lot of growth. I would say I would say that was definitely a, it was a transition. You know, it was a it was a painful experience. I think for him to go through that was. So. Oz, what do you think the biggest moment of growth was? Um, see, that's really hard for me because I mean, I've I've listened to this. You know, from I, I went back to the beginning and listened through all of it. Got up to where I started working on it, went through all of it. So I've, I've 
kind of done the whole the whole gambit here, but uh, I can't really point to one giant big moment of growth. Um, I can I can kind of think about a couple of places where I, I would have liked to see growth, and I didn't. I feel like that could be a an appropriate answer too, maybe. Unless you don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. That's fine. You just want to be mean to me. That's perfectly fine. You just whisper it to me later, and we'll talk about it. I I can understand that you're all not worried about it, but that's it's on me and not you. That's fair. All right. What about you, Mary Sue? What do you think your biggest moment of growth was? You say it like you know what I'm going to say. Okay, what was it? I honestly, I I don't know what her biggest moment of growth was. You don't think shooting sh- the cop in the head with a bullet? You don't think shooting Valentine? Shot a cop in the head. That was gel rounds and it was in the I back. He's fine. I cop in the head. I don't think um, that was, I don't know. Oz, what do you think Mary Sue's biggest moment of growth was? Uh, I mean, if you think it was the Valentine, fine, but it wasn't. It wasn't Valentine. Um, it was a big moment, yes, and I say it's a big moment because it had a lot of emotional impact. But as a moment of growth for Mary Sue, I would honestly say it was about the time where she invited Margaret to stay and kept giving a home to Margaret completely unasked. Mary Sue was generous to a fault through really the entire the entire thing. And it's not something I don't think anybody really picked up on. Okay. She spent more time giving her share of the paydays away to everybody mm-hmm. else to, to keep things smooth than she did actually spending any of her money. Mm-hmm. I was going to say go to Morgana for help. That draking out situation. That wasn't growth. That was panic in there. I mean, basically, the people I would have gone to kind of just looked at me like a monster and turned on Mary Sue. So it was basically any port in a storm, last resort. <laughs> this is the one who just reached out a hand to me. Oh, and yeah. then you shot her. <laughs> just couldn't get it out of your head that she had it in for you. Um, if you could have changed one thing, action, choice, die roll, character gen, what would it be? Have we got anything hmm. specific? Nothing on my end. Yeah, I'm good with nothing. I'm good. Die roll? I any... I wish, I wish I had, um, either failed a composure roll or, or chose to fail it, um, so they, the team could have found out about Valentine. But then at the same time, I think Mary Sue is, is stubborn, and and I think by that point, it was kind of, she probably didn't think they really deserved to know. She probably didn't think they were really See, I, her friends. I think them finding out after the fact, after you had already launched this crazy plan to them, and then they're like, oh no, her boyfriend is dead. Uh, I wonder if that's impacting her line of thought. Mm-hmm. That probably helped to like unite them against you in that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'd have been curious to see 
Um, if they had found out sooner, what would that have? How would that have changed things? Would she have been more? Would they have been more sympathetic towards her, or would it have kept things the same? Uh, anybody have anything else? I have a couple. Uh oh. So, <laughs> one of the things um, when Chuck got out of anesthesia, so these are very small things. Um, so when Chuck got out of anesthesia, um, I had never been myself been put under, so I didn't know what it was like. Um, but I recently got my wisdom teeth out, and now I know. And I would have done things differently. Uh, one thing, for example, uh, when I got out of uh, my, when I got my wisdom teeth out, and I was in the recovery room, I would not stop talking. And I was super jittery, just go, 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 go the whole time. And when people get out of, like, recovery, that's not normal, I think. But maybe it's because it was a lesser surgery. But I think that would have been different. I know when I got my wisdom teeth out, I remember them saying, all right, we're going to count back from 10. And then I don't remember what happened after that until I woke up and I was walking down the little hallway to the recovery room and that's that's where it happened it was like oh I'm awake again and I'm standing and walking and I don't remember standing up right so yeah I was I, I could have played that better knowing now right um, another time was when Mary Sue turned into a drake I was trying to play it a little bit cool because I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to have Chuck react. And so he was casually setting up, but and it just kind of fumbled over my words, and it was just very clumsily done on my part for uh, how he reacted to that. And uh, I didn't like it. It should have been different. I'm not sure how, but different. And there's probably like a dozen other places where I made dumb mistakes. I just can't remember any right now. Anybody got anything? Oz, uh, you got any NPCs since you don't want to be mean? I mean, I only had the one. Oh, I you, I met mine. If you thought that they should have done something differently, or been curious oh. to see what it would have. Oh. No, mm-mm. I don't have anything. Okay. I'm going to be exceedingly boring on this recording, sorry. That's fine. I gave you the option to back out, but mm-hmm. you choose to hang out with us, which is fine. Um, I don't know if there's anything I specifically would have changed that we haven't already covered. Um, part of me is really curious what would have happened if, uh, if Mary Sue had knocked Morgana out, um, in that, like, last little bit when she shot him, because Morgana took six points of damage from the gunshot, and when she petrified you... She took four points of stun, so she was sitting on ten of her at least eleven, probably no more than twelve boxes. So it got real close to uh, her. I being. think if if the, if the flame breath hadn't fizzled, mm-hmm. that that would have been the end of it right there. But I don't know if it would have changed anything. Uh, it would have had them both being unconscious and the team standing around like, now what the fuck do we do? Which could have been super cool. So, I do want to point out, because I 
just want to make sure everybody knows Uh-oh. that when Mary Sue told the team she was not going to try anything on the run, she would put it aside. She did not go in with the intent of doing anything on the run. Here it was, comes the excuses. Here we go. No, it was when an opportunity presented itself that she was down and hurt that it was too good of a chance to pass up. So, uh, I had promised Mary Sue months and months ago when she first was like, I want to take her down. I was like, alright, you know what? I promise I will give you the opportunity. I'm not going to take my NPC and uh, hide her away. Uh, and I did that by sticking her in this tiny box of a car with her and was like, alright, here you go, here's your chance. What I did not expect is for RC to slam a 180 in the <laughs> douchebag mobile and then uh, she bombed her surprise test, which then what's going to happen when you're surprised in the back part? You're going to be thrown around. So she got thrown to the ground. Mary Sue passed hers pretty well. Um, and it was just like, all right, here you go. Uh, let this be a lesson to you, Mary Sue. Don't pack regular bullets. Get yourself some EXEX or some APDS at <laughs> least. Like, you know, if you were rocking AP or EXEX, you'd have done two more points of damage. And, uh, I mean- Baby steps. We went from gel rounds to real rounds. <laughs> but no, I, I, I really did not go in with the intent of doing anything on the way to the meet. It was just the way things happened, an opportunity presented. It was just too perfect. It was too perfect to not to make the attempt. But I, I, I think the other players may think, I can't believe, you know, in character-wise, like, she betrayed us. She lied. It was like, no, she really didn't lie. She had no intent. It was just, how can you pass that up? Uh, and they go, like, pull back the veil a little bit. I open roll all my shit in front of people. So they they saw it. And I don't believe in really fudging stuff. So it's cool. No. Next question. Uh, I'm going to start with Oz on this one. What do you think was the coolest part of the story? <laughs> The coolest part of the story. Yep. Like overall, over the whole thing? Over the whole thing, or if you have over like a specific arc, I would accept that as a second to answer. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with I don't know, really. I mean, the over. Boo. The, the oh. arc of this whole thing was. And I guess. Uh, I didn't really see a, a, a lot of progress. I think the highest point of this whole thing was that barbecue episode where everybody was chilling out and having fun, and nothing was the same after that. The distrust started, the fractures started right there, and I think that was that was the, the zenith, if you will. Hmm. And things just kind of steadily progressed downward after that so i'll just go ahead and say the barbecue episode that was that was the best that was the best piece of it that was that was where everything made the most sense it's the the coolest moment yeah because everyone was chill you get it so he sounds so sad when he talks about that's when the break happened the fractures and it's like but it's i mean we're, we're playing a setting that's dystopian i mean 
it's it's supposed to be a pretty crappy place and you know we didn't want happy endings here for some of us but i mean would you have rather the team bonded and like had the big high five jump at the end rc did oh shut up asking oz asking rc go high five your drone (laughs) i i honestly i understand that the world of Shadowrun is not a nice place, and that there aren't happy endings uh, for everyone. I think what I would have preferred was, if there wasn't a happy ending, it wasn't so... um, It was pretty obvious this was going to go the way it did, because each of the characters in the group had telegraphed it, and there really was no changing it. And I think that was you know, to, to be, I guess, be a little mean. That was the thing that I saw throughout this entire thing was from the, from the moment that, that everybody kind of got together and the little fracture started the show. I, I, I looked at it. I pointed, says, these are how everybody's going to respond. Prove me wrong. And I was proven right. (laughs) So coolest episode by far is, um, Michael's what a drama episode in mm-hmm. Chicago by far but I mean coolest part of the story maybe maybe not like I I don't know for sure uh I'd say that but like coolest sounding like listening to wonderful but story-wise it was good I'm not gonna lie I'd say it wasn't but uh no actually you know, I'm gonna say that was probably one of the best it was nice action good pace like I mean it's it's written right so it's going to have a nicer um right. pacing and everything right um now most enjoyable for me was with grift because grift is a blast to mm-hmm. game with not saying you guys aren't great but no no we get it i mean i i met him at gen con and i'm still not sure he exists <laughs> <laughs> that yeah when, yeah definitely when grift keyed up as is howard that was just like if you could have seen my face, I'm just telling you, my face. That was that was pretty epic. That was a pretty cool moment. I remember when that happened, and we had to like roll it back to make sure that everybody understood what happened. It's like, yeah, no, this guy walks in like he's gonna fucking join you at the in the run, and <sighs> yeah, that was the first one. Was like, he's alive, he's here. Hey, y'all, I'll be running with you today. What the f? Yeah, that was <laughs> this is too many things. Um, I don't know. I think for me, I think one of the the cooler moments was the um the stuffer shack where things went sideways, and all of a sudden you 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 see Boz actually get to you know do the Boz things with the shooting, and and you know we're stuck in this you know s- terrible situation. How are we going to get out? A lot of stuff happened in that, but then. In the middle of all of that, we we introed a new PC into the game, and I, I think that was a very uh, different way. I've not heard of an, a PC getting introed that way. I think it was a, a a great way to bring somebody in, and and I don't think many people expected it. And then I I don't think many people understood. Well, wait, he just jumped on a grenade. How is he still going to be in the show? You know, so. I thought that was uh, a pretty, a pretty, you know, 
shining moment in it. Yeah, that, we talked about that. That that was pretty shocking. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that got me. I guess I didn't find it shocking because I was talking with Bamps about how I was going to be introduced for about two weeks mm-hmm. before that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't, but I mean, for the listeners and for me, it was like this is, you know. It was su- different. I liked it. It was surprising. It was different. It was unusual. It wasn't just, oh, you meet this guy on a job and now he's on your team. You know? Yeah, that was one of the things we talked about we didn't want to do, because, like, you're not Shadowrunners. So the idea of going to this meet and being like, here's your new decker didn't really make sense. Um, he was supposed to dive on a grenade to save Mary Sue, but Mary Sue was <laughs> otherwise occupied, so uh, I took my shot at RC. Uh, anybody else besides me still have to answer this question? Shit. Alright. Uh... I have several answers because I don't think I can give just one. Uh, back in the beginning, when uh, when they found out that the guy in Paradynamics was a vampire, and I made the offhanded comment that, you know, Valerie, that would totally cure your paralysis, uh, and then she went for it, I was like, alright, that's cool. And she bought little plastic fangs to -hmm. stick in her mouth when she was talking in in character, Mm -hmm. which was cool. And the Susan's giving me a dumb, goofy grin about that. Um, (laughs) um, And then I think a lot of my other super cool moments were moments that I didn't have anything to do with. Uh, Specifically, having... Doing terrible things to Mary Sue and having Dunkelzon show up because it was like, hey, Oz, want to do a thing? And then I let him do whatever he wanted. Hmm. Uh, and then there was the Michael Chicago stuff, which I didn't have anything to do with except for, you know, posting it. Uh, the wolf and dog stuff, which I, I was like, hey, you guys want to do a thing? And then they did a thing because. Like, it's come up before, but like, having one player argue with me playing two people in character is just fucking weird. So let me go get two two random people to do this thing instead of me and give them full control over what's said and stuff. Uh, which thank you guys for doing that. Um, dragging in Grift because if it was just some random NPC, like you guys would have murdered him no problem. Hmm but making it another player who had his own ideas, his own personality, and that kind of stuff. Um, that was great. The barbecue episode was something I was looking forward to for a long time, and that was just super cool. So I have like six answers, so I, <laughs> I guess that's that's that then. Um, oh, one other thing that I really enjoyed is when... Boz would start maybe not arguing, but having long discussions. Because it seemed like Boz was the middle of most of them with other people, with other players. And they were just not necessarily long, but it was a lot of in-character talk. I really enjoyed a lot of those. Um, maybe it was just because Chuck was with Boz for most of them. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought those were great. 
I think we've already answered the next one twice of what do you wish was expanded on in the storytelling. Anybody got anything? You cut out, like, I heard, like, only three words of it. Damn it. I know. What do you think, uh, what do you wish was expanded on in the storytelling? I feel like we hit that, like, two or three times. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I mean, there were, there's a a lot of threads that were there that we never, ever got to explore or touch on. And, I mean, you know, if people would support us on Patreon so we can quit our jobs and just do this all the time, we would have been able to do all of those, but... Yeah. Yeah, sadly, we don't get, you know, 50,000 people turning in every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, being off Friday, I actually get to watch them this week. Maybe. What's the next one? Uh, from Odd asks, mm-hmm. what plot twist didn't you expect? Uh, Oz, what plot twist didn't you expect? <laughs> I expected all the plot twists. Mm-hmm. Because you discussed most of them with me beforehand. Uh, I discussed the Drake thing. You discussed Senor Watson. Mm. Oh, he was the best Johnson. Mm-hmm. All right, let's put it a different way. Oz, what player decision did you not see coming? Mm. That's that's actually a pretty good question. That is a pretty good question. Thank you. Uh, I will say. Uh, the last of the events on the very last episode, which will be released, uh, well, as of this recording next week. So there were some player decisions there that I did not expect. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is being released after that. So elaborate. Uh, Check once to know. I'm gonna have to listen to the episode again because I, I I seem to recall the rest of you actually shooting down Mary Sue and siding with Morgana, and I think it was the actual act of opening fire. I'm like, oh, that part I didn't expect. I just expected everybody to stand by and let it happen. Okay, so it it, it wasn't you know it was you didn't see them actually taking a side. You saw them more just standing us in the background and letting Mary Sue do Mary Sue and let the chips fall where they may. Yes, that is correct. Okay. So, yeah, to but to actively take a side mm-hmm. was and unexpected. I, it, right, and it's it's because the the theme that was overriding this whole thing was, oh yeah, well we're, you know, we we've got each other's back, we're a family, we're all we've got in this world and the first time somebody's like, okay, well I'm I'm putting it all on the line, they're like, oh, whoa, nope. Bye. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was, was unexpected. Mm-hmm. It was Boz, who I think was the one that was shooting at Mary Sue. No, it was RC. He flew in with it the drones. It was RC, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. From the uh, from the douche Oh no, the uh, the drones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ricky and Bobby. Yeah. So there's my answer. Did anybody else get thrown for a twist? When they were in character by something another character did, and you were just like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Now I gotta totally rethink." Yep. Like what? <laughs> that was a vampire. You're a drake. Chuck got blown up. Chuck is not a robot. <laughs> um, pretty much the uh, Mike becomes a cold-hearted killer. Um, 
uh, pretty much the only normal person is Boz. Boz and RC are the only regular people <laughs> in the group. Uh, Boz lives in a tree, according to according Boz to Boz lives so. in a tree, but that's what that's that's that, relatively normal. That Who's makes sense for you. Is a scaly, not the same things. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, it was definitely Michael offing Grift. Mm-hmm. That was a big one that I did not expect. <laughs> so, can I really, really pull back the veil? Yeah. And I'm going to out Michael here. Yeah. All right. There was another moment at the end in the car with Morgana where Chuck also ended up in a vulnerable position. Oh, when he and, went, oh, God, you, you could have shoot him? No, not me. Me. Yeah. He actually, as a I player, was, thought about making the I, choice. I was tossing <laughs> ideas about murdering Chuck because of the blackmail that he effectively had on Mary Sue, that's, but in which I was implicated in. That's why I was kind of throwing... Chuck at Michael to see if he would actually do something. Oh, look at that! He wanted you to kill him. It would have just proved him right. Y'all are, y'all are a bunch of goddamn <laughs> lemmings. If there's a cliff, y'all are going to find it. <laughs> hey, RC, I wasn't the one jumping, okay? I was just the one answering a call. You're the one okay, lifting back the veil. Now that we know Michael killed, killed Howard, <laughs> wanted to kill Chuck, he tried to get me no, to kill Howard. I thought he was in character. He was like, it was like, Howard's here is like, kill him, John. <laughs> or, uh, fucking RC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sure as hell was, because like, I thought you were going to. What kind of son of Sam shit is this? My dog told me to kill you. I, 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 thought, I thought you were going to, because of all the chatter that RC kept saying, if I ever find him again, I'm going to kill him. All uh-huh. the chatter leading up to that point, you had said, if I ever find him again, I'm going to kill him. RC Mike said, said if... It, Mike said, if I find him again, he will die. Hmm. And it seems wow. that would, Mike stuck to his word. <laughs> it's called hyperbole. <laughs> it, it's called fact, sir. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was like, when, when that, I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then he didn't do it. And I was like, oh, he didn't do it. To be honest, to be 100% honest, I spaced on it. Uh. I, I legitimately did. If I would have thought about it, I was like, you know what? This would be a, a opportune time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could do that because I do have the the other gun on me. So you know, I could have. Mm-hmm. Man, that could have been interesting. Yeah, like, like yeah. I, I shoot him with a bunch of stun guns. I'm like, okay, I feel a little better. And then like Mike, the pacifist troll that we know and mm-hmm. love, just pulled out a pistol and just bang. You know, oh shit, <laughs> that would have been a moment. You know, it's funny because we had all of these things earlier that were like, what would you have done differently? And nobody said, I'd have capped Chuck right in the face. I'm sorry. I didn't have a two-year fucking database to go back and, like, ask this shit out. I didn't want to out a player, but I'm on my third drink, and so I decided to out a player. (laughs) By all means, I don't take it any any kind of way. Yeah, I was just like – for me, because the question is, what decision – did another player make that would have thrown you? And I, that's why I brought it up. Like I, when he had mentioned them privately to me, 
I'm thinking about doing this. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and you know what's worse? Wonderful. You know what's worse, Mary Sue? Is if you would have brought this up, if you would have said, oh my God, now's the time, it would have instantly clicked to me and I would not have hesitated. Not See, one I, I, single I thread in my never... body would have said no. anything. I would have said, okay, I'm going to pull out my six. All right. I'm going to put it to Chuck's head. Nope. I'm just going to pull the trigger. Nope. Boom. Nope. Nope. You play your character. I'll play my yeah, character. No, I no. I, I understand that. <laughs> I completely understand that. But, I mean, all right. So, Oz, if that had happened in the recording, would that have been a shocker to you? Uh, yeah, that would have been. Yeah. I was unexpected. I was like, oh, my. Because <laughs> I think for Mary Sue, we're like, all right, Mike does have her back. So I'm I'm gonna fix myself a gin and tonic here. <laughs> I can join Mary Sue. <laughs> and and you just said something very interesting and I was kinda of forming to a question. I think or Mike mm-hmm. Mike actually said it. You play your character, I'll play mine. Mm-hmm. What would we have all done differently on somebody else's character? Not to make it better. Oh my god. Like, no. Yes, let's get let's mean. get weird. Let's get weird. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> Alright, so this is my pitch for without a net to people who have never listened to it. You're going to like it. You just got to push through the first 35 episodes. That's a lot. I know. It took a bit for everybody to finally come out of their shell and actually, like, get in it. And so that's why. And and so there are some people that's like, I wish you would have just given a little bit more, opened up a little bit sooner, or just engaged differently. But it is what it is. But I tell everybody you're going to love it. Just get through the first 35. Okay. I have to say something <laughs> about the first 35 episodes. There was a certain character that I felt was trying very, very hard to push towards some type of action. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who kept accusing everyone of, <laughs> of crimes <laughs> and like, no, Mary Sue has to continue with her job filing TPS reports. Yeah. <laughs> What not you would have prologue. done differently is not gotten the to the action faster. <laughs> not the prologue oh. episodes, literally from release date. Oh, okay. My, those, well, to me, those are the first prologue. episodes. No, no, no. I mean, like, released episode one, not prologues. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I can I can kind of see some of that. Eh, but, but as far as a character, like, is, is there a decision, like, you're just in your head, and you're like, you're you're in like RP brain mode. That's what that's mm-hmm. that's where I get. Okay, I call it RP mm-hmm. brain mode. Don't, don't make fun of me. Uh-huh. And so like you're there and you're like you're listening to somebody else play their character and you think, man, this would be cool if they did X. And then they just didn't fucking do it because they have a different vision of the character or it didn't occur to them. Or what what was the moment you're like, man, this would be really cool if RC had done that or if Chuck if had done RC that. If RC had gone on the blind date, he put it out there and you were just oblivious and didn't take it. And we all sat here going, what the shit? Why didn't he take it? Like, why didn't you? It, you just were like, no. I was trying to make it too why cool. Did I, you, why did you just, you just shut down something that could have been really great in a glimpse into RC and you didn't let it happen. And that was the one I didn't like for you. Fair enough. I, I can agree. I fully accept that. If I could, if I could go back, I would give it a shot. I think at the time, and I don't have the best memory i think at the time trying to play because rc's not good at this kind of thing i was thinking there'd be like an opportunity like a second shot maybe and there wasn't i was like well i guess rc fucked that one up <laughs> but yeah i mean if i pushed for it it could have probably happened but okay mm-hmm. so part of that was 
we did the boyfriend thing with Valentine. I had ideas for the girlfriend thing for Chuck. I didn't want to, like, make it a dating sim where I'm dating all of the characters. So after I brought it up and you shot it down, I was like, all right, I won't, I won't push it. Uh, one thing, um, Michael, right after Chuck did the blackmail and we were waiting in front of the elevator, I was super hoping that Michael would yell at me. Um, but he didn't. Just a stern talking to. Which, I mean, it fit his character perfectly, but I was really hoping to be yelled at. And to be honest, I was expecting Balls to do that the minute he found out that you had did what you did. That's why I said it in front of Boz, because you were the closest to Boz, and I figured that that would probably have more of an impact, mm. but no, is what it is, happened with that. Um. I think with Chuck's character, and this is, again, not, not a criticism, it was just how I saw the character going. I think Chuck, as a character, never really wanted to do this yet. Like, never wanted to run, kind of had to, and the minute Chuck sees daylight, he's out, right? You know, he, he did not want to be. It was never what he wanted to do. And when I was playing RC, I was like, okay. Like, nobody wants to do this, right? But now that you're doing it, it's fun as hell. And so I kind of, like, in my head, I figured Chuck would come around. The character would, like, come around and be like, hey, isn't crime fun, too? But it never did. And I respect that. I think it's cool. It was just not the way I would have gone. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, I, I was tossing up the idea if you would or wouldn't. Uh, but in the end, yeah, it was very much... Hey, uh, didn't. But that's because dragons. Yeah, he just needed a few less <laughs> chromatic things. <laughs> um, I had a thought the other day. I don't wish that I changed it. I just have wondered how things would have been different if Mary Sue did not react so negatively to Morgana. But she did. So, But I wonder, had she not... What could have happened? Like, would it have been a, you know, you know, a, a, a come to the dark side moment and Mary Sue would have just, you know, really embraced crime and, and gone over and Morgana, you know, would have done who knows what with her or. She would have supported what? and helped you in ah, every way up. like Do she not did. Try to portray her like she is some nun. I was thinking it was going to be. Like I, I, I honestly thought for the longest time, Mary Sue was not 100% crazy. And so I was slow on the uptake that Mary Sue was crazy. <laughs> I thought this was all part of a master plan to like take out Morgana and become Morgana. And it'd be, you know, the queen is dead along with the queen. And I could have dealt with that. Instead, it just turns out she just really wanted to see that bitch die. And yeah. that's pretty much, <laughs> that was, that was the goal. The goal was not like kill her. To ascend the heights of power, it was like you know. I mean, Mary Sue was going to out. do that. She want she would have done that after she killed her. But why she wanted her dead? Honestly, I have no idea. It's just the first time we met her. In character reaction was I hate her. I recall I hate her. you saying at one point or another that you hate Bamps's female NPCs. When he, when Bamps plays a female NPC, it just there's something that just snaps inside of me, and it just is like oh, so irritating. I don't know what it is. If if you made this a male NPC, probably no issue. 
So it's your fault, really. No, it's, it's not my fault. It's your uh, fault. This whole see, thing is your fault. You heard it here. Mary Sue hates women. <laughs> there you have it. I mean, I've always said I'm a traitor to my gender. Always. Uh, Morgana was named as such, and aspects of her were picked by somebody way back when, when we were doing the prologue, uh, who got really excited about the show and really liked it. And I was like, yo, I can just totally throw some kind of character thing in here that you're, that you like. And that's where Morgana came from. And she was an elf, and she was magical, and she was powerful and strong and independent, and she uh, apparently just pushed all of Jupiter's buttons, not even Mary Sue's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just want to just comment, maybe out of place here, but everyone's character, well, I, I love in anything, a movie, a book, where things do not go the way that I expect, and nobody's characters did. Not a single one. Every single part. Like, you know, the easy, the easy two-dimensional thing is the nebbish hacker, the preppy face girl the you know solemn you know orc muscle the you know gruff grandfatherly or uncle whatever it is rc mm-hmm. and mike the you know the 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 oh gosh and that that's what I that was just the straight two line summary for a lot of these characters and then none of them went that way they all got more complicated and weird you know and that was all due to you guys and what you did <laughs> Give your guys pats on the backs and another shot. <laughs> um, plot twists I didn't expect. Um, not so much plot twists, but I didn't know how the um, let's take down Morgana thing was going to go. I didn't know for sure who was going to end up on which side of it. Um Morgana obviously picked up on the fact that Mary Sue didn't like her early on and just did little things to annoy her, which was, you know, fun. Like, giving Chuck a 500 million cred stick to do something nice for Mary Sue was money well spent. Um, there is a, a trope called the Xanatos Gambit, where uh, basically no matter how a situation plays out, you benefit. Um... So, like, her paying for uh, Sasha's schooling, paying for Sasha's schooling with the caveat that she was going to work for her and then kind of basically pay it back was 200% a win because you get uh, a good employee with some good schooling and stuff out of it. And if you ever need to, you could just take her hostage over top of one of your runners if they start getting into some shit. Like, she not dumb. Would she have done something to her? Eh, probably not. Not unless Michael put her at risk, but, you know, that's a completely different situation. Um, and then the last question, also from Odd, is what theories did you have that were wrong? Maybe so you got anything on that one? Um, what theories did I have that were wrong? Um, I, I can't think of any. I got sort of one. No theories or nothing you had that were wrong? What? Go ahead, Chuck. Alright, so, it's not so much a theory, but, um, I did not catch on about the bug spirits until I was specifically told about bug spirits, even (laughs) though during the recording... 
I remember the name of the the guy we were meeting with. I forget his name. Um, Malarius. But, Malarius, right. Um, wasn't it Malarius? I put it into Google Translate, and it's literally Latin for beekeeper. Yep. Yeah, I had no clue that. I'm like, oh, that what a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> And then it was, oh, bugs. Oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> um, but not so much a theory as just me being an idiot at times. I don't uh, think I can one, think of any theories. One thing, another thing is, uh, I thought we were going to all side with Mary Sue on dealing with uh, Morgana. Um, initially, Chuck was, and then... RC and Boz convinced him not to be. And then, yeah, I don't know. I thought everyone would have... I didn't even think it was going to be a an argument point, to be honest. On that note, um, I, I knew it was going to be an arguing point because throughout the entire um, campaign, uh, there was basically two camps. There was... There was uh, Michael and there was Mary Sue who were kind of on, on the, the outcast side. And then there was everybody else on the other side. And you guys were butting heads. Every time Mary Sue would say something, it would immediately get discounted. And so I just, I was just watching this shift further and further and further apart. And so the theory was like, all right, yeah. When this Morgana thing comes up, it's going to split into two distinct groups. And the one piece I missed is that Michael did not stick with Mary Sue. He went over and uh, he, he, he was a neutral observer at best, which is if I thought nobody was going to get involved, they'd all be neutral observers. But then there was a very active uh, counter to Mary Sue at the end. But given all that, Still, pretty good ending and typical of Shadowrun in the setting. And to be fair, she did make a lot of terrible choices and decisions as well. She didn't foster a lot of trust amongst the group. So I can see why they would not really side with her. Well, you know, if she had worked on her PR a little bit more, or right? just, you know. If only I had 18 dice. Yep, that would have totally done it. <laughs> oh, man. If only I optimized. <laughs> it's just, you know, the choices we, w- we should have made. Um, <laughs> does anybody else have anything they want to bring up? So I know it's getting about that time. People are turning into pumpkins. People are. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness some people work from home tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I work nights tomorrow, so it's fine. Mm. All right, then. If nobody else has anything they want to say, I want to say that it has been a wonderful two-year experience going on this little adventure with you guys. Um. I didn't know where this was going to go when uh, Mary Sue twisted my arm into actually doing it, but I'm glad that she did, and sadly that is now recorded forever. (laughs) But 
more importantly than that, I'm glad that you guys out there listening to it right now are happy to listen to us talk for two hours about nothing. You know, like <laughs> there's a little bit more than just some idiots sitting around playing a playing a game. Like they're doing Artemis, like the bridge crew Artemis, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, we had 25 people show up at Gen Con to do a little meet and greet, which. Uh, I'm still mad I couldn't go to. Oh, I'm mad. Dear. I'm mad you couldn't go to. Um, but like when I look at the downloads, and let's say we get 200 downloads an episode or whatever it is that we get, like to have 25 people, like 10 percent, show up, mm-hmm. and have you know 12 or 15 people go specifically to GenCon because they were listening to the show or on the show or all of that stuff is like that's fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, I look forward to doing Cthulhu and starting that and getting that out there. Um, I look forward to random one shots we might play over the the coming weeks, which you know also happens on the Discord server. Um, I look forward to revamping the Patreon and getting into some super crazy stuff, hopefully. Um, and all of the other games that we have talked about getting on there and getting the playing because just because Shadowrun's over doesn't mean the podcast is going to end, right? Right. We have other That's stories correct. to tell. Yeah. I hope not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think the Call of Cthulhu thing is going to be awesome. I, I, I do need a break, but man, like we had a uh, that one-off deal was, was pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good. You know, that's one of my regrets, right? Isn't that one shot? If I should have just thrown off my uh, my whatever dumb outfit I was wearing to reveal cultist robes and been like Cthulhu Photogen, bitches. But I didn't. It would have been great, though. Bev joins the side of darkness. No one sees it coming. <laughs> I was always on the side of darkness, like my heart. It's like Cartman in that thing where it's like, you're going to betray us the whole time. I'm not going to betray you guys. I betrayed you guys and you never saw it come. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to go, I don't know, do whatever it is I'm going to do for the rest of the night. But thank you guys for coming out and hanging out and answering questions and shit. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for your questions and for listening. Big thank you for listening. Big thank you to Oz for doing the stuff that he does. Yes, thank you, Oz. Indeed, it. thank you, Oz, for your various thank editing you, work. Well, you give me good shit to work with, so <laughs> thanks all around. All right, I can't think of any way to break the awkwardness of ending this, so... I can. Uh, See you guys uh, later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's all, folks. Oh, Jesus. And the worst part is I'm not putting it in. Edit button. Fix and post. Fix yeah, and post. That, that, that's copyright. That's copyright. Don't get shut down. <laughs> Look, if Warner Brothers out there wants to send me a cease and desist, I'll wear that shit like a badge of honor, all right? All right. Uh, we'll see you guys with Cthulhu shortly. Air quotes shortly. Okay. Don't don't quote me on shortly. But, okay. sh- but shortly. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.